0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Jim Richards. Jim Richards has over 40 years of successful ministry, including outreach to the Philippines, pioneering churches in America, conducting leadership conferences, and pastoring a local church in Huntsville, Alabama. As a best-selling author, he has also published dozens of books and ministry development programs. And now, Jim Richards will bring to light some kingdom principles that will unlock the secret to consistently and powerfully loving those around you. Let's dive into the message.
1: We'll be sharing with you today about the most important need that a person has in this life. As a matter of fact, what I'll be sharing with you about today gets down to the core of Everything that's happening in your life, every aspect of the quality of your life, every aspect of how you feel about yourself, how you feel about the world around you, the deepest need that a a person has. You see, one one of the things that God did in creation, we were created in the likeness and image of God. And as such, God is love. The core of who God is, the core of everything God does comes from love and it's not just an emotional love even even though it creates emotions it creates feelings but it's kind of love that's based on a character that says i have value for you god made a creation and god created us the human race out of one motive and that motive was to have a family and have a love relationship with that family where everything that he did would express the value that he had for his family now because we're created in the likeness and the image of god the truth is the deepest need in our life is to be in a relationship or in relate many relationships where we can give and receive love you know we're living in a, a theological world today where or all the emphasis of our of our relationship with God is an emphasis on God loving us god you know god needs to love us and you know what i was one of the first voices nearly 40 years ago that that emphasized the fact that we had too much emphasis on us loving god and not enough emphasis on god loving us well now the the pendulum has swung the other direction And all of the emphasis, it seems in some circles, is about God loving us with nothing about us loving Him. But here's the interesting thing about love, about true love. Love, uh, you know, in the Hebrew, there are four different uh, words for love, whereas in the Greek New Testament, there's only three different words for love. And that fourth word in the Hebrew language for love is a love that is reciprocal. It is a love where... Uh, where two people value each other, where one person pours and expresses this incredible value, this incredible preciousness they feel toward this other person, but it it is reciprocated because that person values what they're having in that relationship, and that person pours it back on that other person. Well, in the New Testament, there is not one single word that expresses that kind of love, but there are combinations of words that express that kind of love. Anytime you see love completed, love perfected, or or uh, many times even the concept of the love of God, the love the kind of love that God has, it is expressing that kind of love. It's not just expressing a one-sided kind of love. In fact, if if love is one-sided, then It is not perfect love. It is not complete love. It is not love that can actually play a role in making two people whole. But you know something? Uh, I've got all kinds of videos. that You can go to to www.impactministries.com and look out about knowing and feeling the love of God. I want to talk to you about love with people because, you know, I have counseled with people for over 45 years and so many marriage counseling situations, I've sat there with people, and I'm telling you, their hearts were breaking because, all, you know, they so desperately wanted to have a love relationship with their spouse. They so wanted to give and receive love, and and really, I, I can't even tell you how many counseling sessions I've sat there where where someone would would basically be crying and. And and you know lamenting, and and suffering under this under this burden of of I, you know I I want this person to love me, and I and, you know I'm going to love them, and I want this more than anything. I said I can't live without it, but you know here's the amazing thing. And again, you know, I pastored for over 30 years. And so you do a lot of marriage counseling in that length of time. And before then and since then, I've, I've been involved in a lot of marriage counseling situations. <clears throat> Here is the amazing thing. I will sit in those sessions and I will see people pouring, crying, pouring out their heart, pouring out their pain. All I want is to, is, is to have love. All I want is for this person to love me. And uh, then it's, it's amazing that as you counsel with them over a period of time, you discover that while that person wants that more than anything else, everything that they do in relationship to that person is actually making it impossible for them to be, to be loved, for, them to, for that other person to love. Because remember, see, love is not just a feeling. Love, love is about value. Now, let me ask you something. Maybe you're sitting there today saying, you know what, I just, uh, you know, I, me and my spouse, we're, we are just struggling. There's just there's just not much love here. Well, y- you can't manipulate them into, into anything, but uh, you can do some things in your own life that create the real possibility for love. Because one of the questions I always ask people is, what does your spouse value about you? And some, you know, so many times the answer is, I don't know, nothing. I don't think he values anything. I don't think she values anything. And I said, well, if they don't, then it's either one of two things. Either they have a hard heart and, uh, and, and they're selfish and, and they, and selfish people can't really be in loving relationships because selfish people are all about taking and using. There is no part of them that's about, that's about giving. So, you know, if you're in a situation with a selfish person, and the real truth is there's a high high possibility it may it may never work. But don't just pass a judgment and run away. The key thing is this. If you're with a person that has the capacity to be loved, and you don't know why... Or, or what they value about you, it may just be simply this, maybe, maybe you're not giving them anything to value. Maybe you're not valuable to them because, because, you know, I, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking of just some marriage counseling situations. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of, a, of a, a, a young couple that, you know, the, the husband would, would get up in the morning and take a shower, leave his towels and dirty clothes uh, on, on the floor, wouldn't pick up after himself, wouldn't lift a hand to help around the house, didn't do that well in, in creating income for his family, didn't provide for his family the way that that he should have. And um, the wife would get up and, of course, have to follow behind him and pick up and then they had little kids and he never helped with the little kids he didn't change diapers he didn't take he didn't babysit so she could ever do anything or have any any kind of a life and uh uh and then every, every night you know she she'd have supper cooked she she'd have food on the table ready for him to eat and he might just walk in and look at that and go I don't want that and just and go to Burger King and buy a hamburger well, you know something. Just, just stop and think about that. Yeah, there, there, yeah, I'm sure there was still some kind of emotional connection there. I'm still there was, you know, there were some ties. But stop and think. That person who wanted to be loved and wanted to be treated as if he was special. That person. Absolutely, was not special. That person was not valuable to that marriage. And then eventually, it reached the place where he spent so much money, was so out of control that the wife had to go to work and basically support the family because he would spend every penny that he made. And so, you know, then, then when the when the marriage blows up, then the guy's sitting there on you know on my office door going, I love her so much. I I just, all I want her to do is, I just want her to love me. I just want to, I want to save my marriage. And it's like, okay. okay, here's the secret. And I'm going to tell you, this right here is the million dollar secret for relationships. Because, you know, it's amazing. You know, we all want to be spiritual, but let me tell you something. True spirituality boils down to our capacity and our willingness to give and receive love, give and receive love between us and God, give and receive love between us and people. And that is the measurement of true spirituality. That is the measurement of true maturity. And, uh, so, so, you know, all of the problems in our life revolve around issues around our willingness to give and receive love. And you say, well, wait a minute. Willingness, you're acting like this is just something that we have a choice over. Let me tell you something. You are created in the likeness and the image of God. You have a free will. Everything that happens in your life is a product of choice. Now, Here, here is the million dollar insight that I'm telling you can change your life. And, and some people are going to take this wrong. Some people are going to twist this into something that I'm not saying. But I want to make sure you get this. If you want to be loved, be somebody that's lovable, be valuable. Now that, you know, a lot of people say, well, well, that puts it all on me. Well, you know, you are responsible for you. You're not responsible for them. You have no control over how they're gonna respond. But the bottom line is this, you have no hope of being in a loving relationship if you do not make yourself valuable, if you do not make yourself precious. And so even, you know, even in our relationship with God, the, you know, one of the questions is, is God valuable to us? Is God so precious to us that our greatest concern in our relationship with God is that we, we don't want to break His heart. We don't want to hurt Him. We don't want to be unfaithful to Him or unkind to Him. And, and unfortunately, sometimes people feel like because God loves us, we can pretty much do anything, and it really doesn't matter because He's God. Well, you know something? The person that does that to God will do that to people around them. Those are selfish people who have no interest and truly being in a loving relationship, their greatest priority is getting what they what they want. Their greatest priority is satisfying all of their needs. You know the book of Proverbs tells us in uh, proverbs eighteen twenty four a man who has friends must himself be friendly Now I understand there are other translations of that, but this is a concept that that to have friends you got to be friendly to have love you got to be lovable and i 'm not talking about where you 're manipulating to try to uh, uh, you know, just do this to get something back. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about deciding if The kind of person you want to be is a person who attracts love. It's just that simple. Not just love from your spouse, not just love from your boyfriend or your girlfriend, but attracts love. In other words, do you want to be a person that other people value? Do you want to be a a person who other people want to be friends with? Do you want to be somebody who, who can contribute to the quality of other people's lives just because of who you are? This is not about deciding how you can manipulate and how you can influence other uh, uh, other people to get what you want. This is about deciding what kind of person do I want to be. You know, you probably need to do some kind of personal inventory. How do I bring value to other people's lives? What do I do in my friendships that make me valuable to other people? Now, again, they, you know, they may they may never have the heart to value. They may be selfish. You may be surrounded by a bunch of selfish friends. You may have picked out all the wrong kinds of people to be friends with. And you know, in those situations, uh, you got to start picking out new friends, but, but the key thing is, do I want to be a loving person? Do I want to be somebody who, when I spend time with other people, it produces value because when I walk away, they feel better about themselves. They feel better about God. They feel better about life. When I walk away, they're more encouraged. They're not discouraged. When I walk away, instead of them knowing every bad thing on everybody that, that we know, They know some good things that are working in people's lives and they're feeling encouraged. You see, we have the capacity to bring love into any situation when we are willing to make ourselves valuable and make God valuable, make God and His ways valuable. You're not going to become, you're not gonna move from being a selfish person or a victim overnight. It's going to be a journey and it's a journey that happens or that begins with a decision. I was reading just this morning where the children of Israel were getting ready to enter into the promised land. Now, the promised land is a type, an Old Testament type, of what Jesus called the kingdom of God. And the interesting thing about the promised land, the promised land was something that you you couldn't buy it, you couldn't earn it, you could only inherit it. Well, that's the way. That's what Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. You, you can't buy it. You can't earn it. You can only inherit it. See all those references to the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. These were not references to getting saved. These were not references to going to heaven after you died. These were references to entering into a realm that, like as they said about the uh, about the promised land, the Old Testament flows with milk and honey, a realm where. Jesus is king, a realm realm where God's resources are available to you, a realm where you have a quality of life that is just beyond what normal people can understand. And that quality of life all starts inside your heart. It was really interesting, uh, and I don't want to go too far in this because I don't want to get, get off the rails with it, but you know in Deuteronomy 28, man, You know, Moses warns about all the blessings and all the curses. Now, we are in Jesus, so we are delivered from the curses, and all the blessings are ours in Jesus. But now, again, if we don't enter into the promised land, if we don't enter into the kingdom of God, even though those things have been promised to us, we do not participate in them. They are ours. They are legally ours. God has made the way. He has fought the battle through the Lord Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. He has provided all these things that have to do with life and godliness and quality of life and peace and joy and, and all, all of these sorts of things. But what's really interesting is after he goes through all these blessings and cursings in Deuteronomy 28 and, and, and Deuteronomy 29, it comes down to chapter 30 where basically he says, This all, all, I'm paraphrasing, this all starts with a decision. And he says if you choose the life that I'm offering, if you choose this life, then you will be able to possess it. Then you'll be able to hear it and understand it. Then you'll be able to do it. Then you'll be able to live this quality of life. You see, the grace of God is, is, it comes by unmerited favor, something we don't deserve. You know, we, we know that, but the grace of God works in us when we make decisions based on our trust for God. And when you make the decision to walk in love. When you make the decision to bring value to the lives of people around you, when you make that decision, God will empower you to to be able to walk that out. God will empower you to do it. And I know you've gotta be asking, how can I bring value to people's lives? You know something, Jesus came and he was our model as a believer he is my model. Paul is not my model. Peter's not my model. I can learn from all of them. I, you know, I can I can benefit from their lives, even from their mistakes. But Jesus is my model. If I if anybody else is my model, then I've set my goal too like, too low. And Jesus came to be a servant to all. You may say, well, I don't want to be a servant. Well, then that's kind of the problem right there, is, is that. If you don't want to be a servant, then maybe you just want people to serve you. But when we value people, we want people, we're going to communicate with people in a way that they do feel valuable. We're going to communicate with people in a way that that, they, that it helps their self-worth, it doesn't hurt their self-worth. We're going to communicate with people in a way that we help them see their strengths and we help them see what's working in their life. Uh, we're going to help them believe they can do things instead of always telling them what they can't do. In other words, we're going to do everything we can to notice, recognize, and encourage every precious good thing about someone you may say well what if i what about the people who i can't find anything precious in them well you're still going to treat them with the value that a person has just because god created the human race you know a lot of my years in the ministry i had I, I, i trust me i've had to deal with everything that you can imagine And because we did a lot of street ministry, we want a lot of people to the Lord that were out here on drugs and had all kinds of sexual perversion. You know what? There were just a lot of people that I just had to say, I can't see any value in you other than the fact that you were so precious to God that Jesus became your sin and died for you. So God values you. So right now, that's the only value I can find for you, but I'm going to treat you like someone God values you know something having love in your life now again you can't manipulate people this is not this is not about you know you know you may do this and your spouse may never become that person that's going to love you but somebody will you, you know you, you may never have have the fringe you know that you particular friend that you want to go the way you want to go but you know what somebody's going to come into your life you're going to find friends people who make themselves valuable uh, in people's lives, not for manipulation, but these are people that never, ever, ever lack love in their life. And these are people who never, ever, ever lack opportunity coming into their life. If you, if, if you go to work somewhere and you wanna get raises and promotions, make yourself valuable. If you get into a friendship and you want to be a good friendship, be be valuable to that person. Again, I'm not talking about manipulating, and I know it sounds like it, it can sound like it, but I'm just telling you when you, when you make yourself lovable, when you make yourself valuable, people want to be around you. People want to be connected to you. People want what you have. And all of that will start with a choice. And I can remember the day that I made the choice or the night that I made the choice, actually it was on New Year's Eve, probably in 1981, when I made the choice that I was going to start a journey of walking in love. And I was going to to discover the love of God. I was going to discover how to love God back. I was going to discover how to love people, how to make people feel loved. This wasn't a journey that I said, I'm going to go get everybody to love me. This is a journey that I decided I wanted to make people feel loved. I wanted people to feel valuable. So remember, being valuable isn't about, isn't about you trying to get them to value you. That will happen. That's the fruit that grows from the seed. Being valuable is about making other people feel valuable, making other people feel precious, making other people feel like uh, uh Like they are significant, if you will.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Jim Richards. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.